Live, Live from Las Vegas, Nevada. You're watching Shaking It Up with the Sharks. Starring Johnny Richardson and Katie Meadows. Welcome to Shaking It Up with the Sharks. We have a packed night for you tonight, folks. We have Christina Lauren in the house. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be phenomenal. We're going to be talking about competing, muscles, getting beautiful, hairs, you name it, the list goes on. What's going on, young lady? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on. Awesome. So glad to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Definitely. So we are talking a little bit before the show started, getting a feel. So you've only been in Vegas out here. I can't believe it for only three years and you've made such an impact. Yeah, three years as of this week, actually. Okay. So my so little three-year an anniversary. Anniversary, <laughs> nice. Um, I came from Southern California. I was kind of all over. I went to, from Palm Desert to San Diego to Los Angeles to Orange County. Kind of hit everywhere in the little oh, southern wow. areas of SoCal <laughs> and then came here. Really? How did you like California? Did you I, love it? I loved California. I mean, California yeah. is its own vibe. I feel like you can't really compare it to anything else. Um, the beaches are beautiful. The people are really awesome. What is so unfortunate, though, is the traffic and how expensive it is to live, as I'm sure everyone can agree in California. Yeah. Um, so it definitely was a change moving out here to Las Vegas, but I, I love it. I do love it. It took me a little while, but I really love living here now. When you got out here to Las Vegas and you first moved out here, was it like a relief? Well, you had mentioned the traffic, the money, the cost of living. Was it like, oh my goodness, yeah. I can breathe now kind of thing? Yeah, it was that, but then it was also a little bit of like panic because you're so used. I lived in California for so long, that's all I really knew. So switching that kind of dynamic was a little bit different as well. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can actually kind of relax like a little bit. I don't have to stress out about leaving like an hour before I have to be at work. I can kind of pull back and just get a little bit of a lower, like a... I don't know, a slower paced life. Yeah. But my mind was still kind of like moving like California speed, so had to kind of adjust for sure. What brought you out to Vegas? We, my ex and I moved out here and we were just kind of looking for a change. He had been in California all of his life too and the cost of living. We were like, let's go to Vegas and see, you know, what it's like out there. And the fitness industry was booming out here and he was also in fitness as well as myself. So it kind of was, it was, I don't want to say it was a split decision, but the idea came up and we're like, let's just try it and still here. Just pulled the trigger on <laughs> Pulled it. the trigger, yeah. It was just one, I don't know, you get those moments where you just need change. You feel a little stagnant, and I think we were both feeling that need to just have some kind of inspiration and just something new to motivate us for the next step in our, in our lives, and we weren't very far from Vegas. We can still go back and see family, so it was an easy transition. Do you still go back and visit a lot? I do. You know, it actually, this last week, I kind of pulled the plug on it as much. But from the moment I moved to Vegas, I kept my job as a hairstylist in California. And I'd go back every two weeks to take clients just oh, as wow. kind of like a safety net while I was trying to pursue other careers out here. Are you still going back there doing I just kind of put the stop to it. I still think I'll go back every maybe eight weeks or so, see my friends, see my family, yeah. and take a couple clients. But... It was, it was honestly ironic because the salon I worked at, that's been open for 15 years, I worked at it for seven, just closed its doors this last week. And it was really ironic because it was like the three-year anniversary mark of me moving to Vegas. And I told myself that there'd come a time where I'd know it was time to kind of like put that back there and, you know, give myself permission to build a completely new and separate life here in Las Vegas. Yeah. And so it was really ironic because I was like, I think it's, I think it's time. And it was. So... We closed up, um, a little bittersweet. It was a beautiful salon in Manhattan Beach, like right 
Oh, that's a killer spot. I I know. And so we were all just a little little nostalgic about leaving it. But um, all of the the stylists there stayed at a different salon. But I was like, you know what? I think it's time to kind of pull back. It's it's, it's been three years. I'm ready to kind of like pull the trigger and be like, okay, I am a resident of Las Vegas now completely. I've built myself out here enough where I can be like, okay, you're safe. You're safe to leave that little like backup plan behind. Yeah. What yeah. When you had the salon, was it just you turning and burning, or do you have other girls there at the same time? Oh, it wasn't. Yeah, I rented from this particular oh, okay, salon. Gotcha. Yeah, so the salon okay. um, owner had had the salon 15 years, and I just rented a space from her. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Still a killer spot. Oh, awesome. yeah. You can't yeah. beat it over there. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to spend a lot of time? Because most young ladies I know that build a book of business for salons are out there fighting, pulling in clients, or being on that beach? Was there a lot of walk-in traffic constantly? You know, it ta- it takes a while to build a steady clientele, I think, in any industry. Yeah. And there's a lot of salons, a ton. And we were kind of in a, it's called the loft salon. It was actually a loft. So you, when you walk past, you don't see like a bunch of salon chairs. You just see a door. So we didn't have a ton of, I want to say like walk-ins. So people didn't know it was there. They yeah, had to go there with an intention. Right. We were highly rated on Yelp. So if you search hair salons in the, in the, in the area, we definitely popped up. So we got a lot of phone call-ins, call-ins, not walk-ins, but you know, building a book of clientele when you don't know anyone in the area. Like when I first moved there, it takes a couple years. I'd say about two to three years if you're really, you know, hustling. Really? Yeah. Holy smokes. Well, good thing I didn't decide to do hair. I think yeah. <laughs> you know, it crossed my mind once or twice, but yeah. not good with scissors. No, I got those no. plastic not, scissors. Not for everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. What, what uh, enticed you and motivated you to get into hair anyway? You know, when I was in college, and I, my mom's probably laughing if she's listening to this right now because she knows the story so well, but she always encouraged me because she knew I was really good at it, doing dance and cheer. My whole life I was always doing hair and makeup. But, you know, sometimes you just don't want to listen to your parents. And I just was, I was like, I don't want to be a hairstylist. I want to be a hairstylist. To me, I always imagined these small beauty schools that were just kind of like, what you do if you couldn't get into college? Yeah. That was like the stigma. And I grew up in Palm Desert. And it's a small town. And so I always thought that that was like, I failed if I wound up in beauty school. I know that sounds so terrible, but I had that stigma in my mind that I'd wind up in this little classroom doing like perm rods. And that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted, I wanted something bigger. And so I went to college first for, um, marketing and meeting management. I wanted to create events and things like that. And so I was going to college for that, just working in restaurants. And I kept walking past the Paul Mitchell Academy in downtown San Diego, which is this huge, beautiful building. And one day I finally was just like, you know, maybe I should just go in there and check it out. And it totally changed my perspective completely about what doing hair was. It it showed me that it's a career path and there's so much you can do with it. And so it just kind of enticed me. So that kind of lit the spark for something I was already good at doing. So that kind of put me at Paul Mitchell and then graduated from Paul Mitchell and got right into working in the salons. Were they big recruiters when you walked in there? They're like, you got to come on with us or you really had to push yourself. You know, places like that really want to make sure you're also ready to do it. Like when I sat down with one of the counselors, they interviewed me too. They want to make sure that you, yeah. And and that's, I liked that. They aren't bringing anybody in. I really liked that. And that made me feel important and that made me feel like they took care and you know put efforts into the people that they yeah. brought on to their academy so I did that and even there was a point during my training that I was kind of falling behind I was never really good in school I was like test taking all of that I just wasn't the greatest and so my grades were never the, the best 
and they had a phase two advanced academy that you can go into at Paul Mitchell, but you had to have the attendance, had to have the grades, and mine was not there. My talent was there, but that wasn't, and even one of their counselors came to me one day, and they were like, Christina, show up in phase two tomorrow, and I was like, I don't have this. She goes, will you just show up? And I was like, okay, but I showed up, and later on down the line, I found out she had just seen what I was capable of and believed in me, and she was like, I saw you falling behind, and I knew this was right for you. Oh, awesome. So just like that kind of attitude with that academy is why I loved it so much and why I became so passionate about the industry because there's so many passionate people inside of it. And I, that was when I was 21 years old, and I'm 30, almost, I'll be 34 tomorrow. So I've been doing hair for a long time now. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Happy birthday. There you go. Yeah, and you were out celebrating your birthday last night, right? I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we were going to be there. I'll tell you a funny story real quick, not to get off topic, but Katie no, here, she, she's, yeah, she's gotten yeah. out of the, uh, the hanging out kind of scene late. So yeah. we were going to come meet the two of you. Ricky said something I mean, about I pretty it. pretty much go to and bed then, and wake and up. And she's like, well, what time do they open at Access? They open at like 8 or 9? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, we got to go at like 11 exactly. or 12. I even went and got something to wear. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I got home and like around 6 o'clock, I'm like, well, what time are we going? And Johnny's like, 11. I was like... You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, my like, makeup's I, off, my hair's I'm up. Like, and it's too old. Like, yeah. I, I actually called my mom and I said, my life is officially boring. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I'm so joking. Whatever. It's not boring. <laughs> I mean, it's exhausting. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, but it was fun last night. Yeah, it was a good very time. Good. I don't really go out on the strip very much. Like, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm just... I've bartended for so long too. Like I've done everything, but that, that scene is like exhausting. Yeah, so, it's so exhausting. Yeah, so I like, I mean, it's my birthday. Every once in a while, it's exciting. And we live in the backyard of seeing like, you know, world-renowned DJs and these yeah. beautiful, beautiful, you know, casinos and clubs. So it is nice every once in a yeah. while. But I got home and I'm like, oh what my time God. What getting home? Like 3.30. Yeah. Bad. It's not terrible, but I I feel it like my I, just, I yeah. feel it in my bones. <laughs> Holy smokes! And you're sore from working out as well. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So after coming into Vegas, it's three year anniversary. Yeah. And uh, were you really big into fitness in California? So I had just done my first competitive show about a month before I moved to Vegas. Okay. So I had maybe been taking fitness very seriously for about a year before I was in Vegas. Okay. Before that, it was just to keep in shape, um, you know, get a better body, get my mental health right. It was for very personal reasons. And then I found the WBFF, which is another, it's a competitive organization, um, similar to NPC and IFBB, just a little bit different. They're almost like pageant meets fitness. Um, the bodies are a little bit different. They, we wear theme wear and, and a bikini. So there's like some cool different aspects to it. Really? But yeah. I saw that and it reminded me of my dance background and I was like, I think I could get on board with this. And my competitive nature was like, I want to do this. And right away I was like, let's find the show. Yeah. So I kind of got into that and I was lucky enough to go pro my first show, which was very shocking, but another kind of just like shove in the right direction, like you're going the right way. Like here's more signs. And so I kept at it. I had a lot of growing to do, so uh, I knew what I needed to tackle. But yeah, that was right around the time I moved out here. And that was what, like three years ago? Th then? Three years yeah. ago, yeah. How many shows have you done since I've done, then? I've done two. I've done two more, so three total. Okay. And do you have anything coming up? I just competed in Worlds in August, which is like the biggest show, and luckily it's here in Las Vegas, which made it a lot easier Convenient, for me than a lot yeah. of people. But um, I probably won't compete again until Worlds next year. Okay. Just to kind of grow a little bit more. I moved up in divisions, 
and I'm kind of like falling right in the middle right now as far as where my growth and development is. So I think it will be best for me since I'm already a pro to keep that growing phase going as long as I possibly can and go back to compete at Worlds with the potential to maybe do one competition in between just to see, but that'll be up to my, my coach to kind of see where I'm at. I kind of leave it in his hands. Gotcha. Get yeah. ready for the competitions. It's no joke. Oh my gosh. So do you, it, I'm sure you need some kind of gap in between a reset or what do you, how do you feel? It depends on what you're trying to do. Like there are girls who will go into a competitive season where they'll go back to back to back to back shows. Like they'll build for an entire off season, depending on how long that is. And then they want to hit one show one month, take four weeks off, hit another show because they're already in that position just to kind of see where they can get nationally qualified or how well they can do up to the Olympia or to Worlds if you're in WBFF. But for me, I don't have a desire to keep competing and competing and competing because I've already gotten into the pro league. So now I want to compete with the best of them and that's going to be at some of the bigger events. So the idea that I need to grow, it's not going to happen during a shred phase. So I need to have a significant off season. So the next show I probably would compete in if it wasn't Worlds would be in the springtime because it'll give me all of fall, all of winter to kind of like, you know, keep putting on muscle. Yeah. Why is there like a maintenance side while you're putting on that muscle? Like what's your strategy? Yeah. So I never reverse dieted after my last, after my first two shows. So you reverse diet? You reverse diet and what it's very mean? important. So. Have you ever heard of like yo-yo dieting when people go on like really big fad diets and then they gain all their weight back because they just get off their diet? Yeah. It's essentially the same kind of idea. Your body gets used to being in a deficit or a certain strict diet for so long. If you immediately just stop what you're doing, you're going to put that weight on times two. And it's going to happen it's, a lot faster than you got it off. Really? Yeah. Man, it's pretty, I've gone through that quite a bit. Yes, That's yes, why I'm like, yeah. so I almost stuttered for yeah. saying yeah. like you just described yeah. me to a T. Yeah, and so yeah. for competitors to put that healthy weight back on, to add, it's almost like how you di I dial down my carbs and my fats and leading up to the show, we slowly put them back in leading out. You have a pretty big window after your competition to put some serious size on. And if you do it the wrong way, it can kind of have effects on your metabolism and you obviously can have some insane weight gain. Yeah, so you have to do it properly. I even this time thought I had the most control I've ever had in my entire preps, but I went on a sugar bender after my really? show. I felt like a drug addict. I couldn't stop. And this is why I know just even as a professional, we go through the same things that everyone else goes through when they're having cravings or, you know, falling off their diets. And I put on some weight that shouldn't have been put on. So continuously working through this reverse, even two to three months later, um, it'll basically go, my coach had me do the same diet I had done two weeks out from the show for about two weeks. And then he slowly started adding carbs and fats. And right now I'm starting to be a little bit more flexible where I have my macro numbers and I'm still hitting them, but I'm having a little bit more flexibility with the kinds of foods I'm eating because your body's not used to being under that depth or not being out of that deficit. So you have to understand that it's shocking to the body to go out and have a bunch of pizza and, you know, random stuff your body's not oh, used yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So when you're slowly putting those carbs in, are you putting like healthy carbs, like sweet potatoes and mm -hmm. what, same uh, ones, same right. ones that had avocado yeah. and stuff like that. I'm pretty standard, even on my off season when it comes besides the weekends, those are when I'll be a little bit more free, but it's always potatoes, yams, um, quinoa, rice, oatmeal, um, avocados, nuts, and like lean proteins. And luckily I like eating like that. So it's not, it's not hard for me. Um, 
it's the sugar. <laughs> it's me really? wanting to like dive like, headfirst into a box of like crumble cookies. That's the problem. Really, <laughs> really. You have that sweet tooth. Yes, huh? and everyone knows it too. Ask anyone about me. They're like, <laughs> you've got problems. <laughs> really? Holy yeah. smokes. But, so yeah, that's the only hard part. For and sure. then throughout normally, are you pretty low on carbs and everything? Or No, and you know? that's a big stigma too. I think, especially a lot with women, yeah. they think that carbs are bad. And they really aren't. They're your main energy source. And a lot. And they're also going to be what's going to help fill up your muscles yeah, and actually give say. you some shape yeah. um, and not keep you looking flat. So it's just a matter of how you do it. And yes, there are some carbs that are less like nutrient-dense than other ones, and they're not going to do as much for you, like having a bowl of oatmeal versus having you know, um, like a Danish or like some pastry. Yeah. Um, they could work in your favor if you do it correctly, but it takes a while to get your body used to certain things. So my carbs are usually pretty moderate. I wouldn't say they're ever high, but they're definitely moderate. Really? Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Do you eat carbs more than one time a day? Do you eat carbs with every meal that you do or? Three out of five. Yeah. They've changed. It's changed. Oh, yeah. It's changed depending on like where I was at in my prep. Yeah. Um, but right now I have them with three meals. Johnny yeah. eats almost zero carbs. I tell him all the time. Holy smokes. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, I, I work with somebody else as well, and uh -huh. they put me on a regimen and say it's okay for carbs, but do it three, maybe you can give some insight, three hours away from any proteins, because then your body gets confused on how to um, store it, digest yeah. it, burn through it. Do you, you know, there's so, there's so many theories. 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 And I'm not a dietitian. Yeah. Even, We've gotten on this talk. I apologize yeah. for that. No, um, it's, but, it's, in, I find it very interesting yeah. because my coach will give me my meal plan. I'm like, do you care when I eat this? Like, just get all the food in before you go to bed. And I'm like, really? And I've never had any issues. Really? I also have coaches who are very big on nutrient timing. And I've tried all of it and I haven't personally, personally, have not seen a huge difference. But I do know some people who have digestion issues. Like, yes, it's probably good to space certain things out or eat, you know, not eat so many hours before you go to bed, things like that. But I personally haven't had any issues with that. Um, I just make sure that more of my carb meals are done early in the day. Yeah. Gotcha. And that's... What's, so your body's burning them up. My body's, and, and I'm utilizing them. It's, and then, you know, also making sure I'm having some carbs after I work out too. So yeah. I just try to keep my leaner meals towards the end of the night. That makes that sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So who knows? Like yeah. you said, there's so many theories. So out. Many. It gets confusing. Mm -hmm. One person says this, the other person. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't even know who yeah. to listen oh, yeah. to. At the end days. of the day, I think you have to find what works for you personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And your Definitely. body type. And... Everybody's going to have something different. And also preference, too. Some people will be like, well, I want it. Um, they'll tell me, like, I'm intermittently fasting. I'm like, why? Like, I heard it makes you lose weight. I'm like, are you losing weight? I'm like, no. Okay, so why, why, why are you restricting yourself to a window? And then binging, you know? Or I'll be like, um, why are you doing that? Are you still counting your calories? I'm like, no, I'm just intermittently fasting. I'm like, so you could potentially still be eating in a surplus exactly. in that window. And so that's not going to help you lose weight. So it's just finding what works for you. So true. Yeah. Some people who have digestion issues um, do the intermittent fasting because it, it works their digestion. Really? Um, there's there's a lot of a lot of things I've heard. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta find out what works best for your body. Yeah, because I went there. through that this past summer. I blew up like a bar tick. <laughs> and uh, so out at the pool and drinking and eating and all that, I had three friends in the same weekend. They're like, dude, you're getting fat. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she'll no, never no. give me a good answer. <laughs> she'll never give me a solid answer. I'm looking yeah. for the harsh one, but yeah. she, that's never going to come out of her mouth. And I was like, definitely. And obviously got in and that's how we met and everything through 
mutual friends and started dialing in. And I questioned myself, should I should switch my diet here, mm -hmm. there, whatever it might be. But I feel a lot yeah. better, 20 pounds lighter. I'll That's awesome. That. Congrats. Yeah, 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 thank you. That's really so cool. Excited. I'm just trying to keep up with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'm curious because I came across it today. Uh, what's the story behind the dance? Because I'm just, I started digging more and more in with you. I'm like, what doesn't this girl do? <laughs> I'm like, holy smokes. Uh, were you dancing in California? Are you still dancing or what's the uh, story with it? I've been dancing since I was a kid. That okay. was always like my passion and dance got me into competitive dance and then got me into competitive cheerleading as a kid and then through college. And then I wound up kind of falling out of it for a little while while I was in beauty school. And then I found some competitive teams in San Diego when I was there in my early 20s. Um, I got into Latin dancing, um, competitive salsa dancing. Um, burlesque, hip-hop, I was just doing everything under the sun. And that got me hired with a couple of different um, event teams, um, or not event teams, but um, companies that would put on productions for, for events. We'd get hired out by insurance companies for their annual galas, things like that, and we'd put on productions for them. So I worked with this company called Energy, and we got to travel the country every once in a while and like do gigs all over the place. So that kind of put me into my professional dance career. And then it kind of started falling off when I started getting into bodybuilding because it started taking precedence over it. And I haven't actually really been dancing. I think bodybuilding started making me really rigid and uncomfortable. And then when I was going through a couple hard years of my life, which is so weird to say because dance was always what brought me out of things, I was so turned off from dance. And I think it was because I was so out of touch with myself that I couldn't really get into it. And now kind of, I fast forward to where we are now. I'm starting to get back into it and I'm finding it feeling so much different. So I just recently started taking classes again, but I don't really do it professionally anymore. What kind of, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. What kind of classes are you taking? I'm, I just started like two weeks ago, but yeah. I picked up a Latin fusion class, a hip hop class, a heels class. I'm honestly just trying to go back to my old yeah. Ways and I, see. I'm looking for a trainer to teach me how to shuffle. I, so maybe I after went, this. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is also on my yeah. list of things I yeah. want to learn how to do so badly. Really? Yes. Yeah. So I, I think it's so cool to watch and it's cool, right? Yeah. I love it. I was during the summertime I was just nerding <laughs> I had out. Videos of Johnny practicing yeah, don't that was during COVID. Hilarious. Yeah. I took <laughs> online <laughs> shuffle classes during COVID. Did you? Yes. Did you do good with it? Um, I mean, a I, little. I probably could have done better if I was a little more consistent, yeah. um, but I do really well in person. And so learning yeah. stuff online at home, it, it's frustrating, yeah. but it was, I just did it to challenge my, my brain and myself because obviously COVID put us all out of everything. I was bartending and doing hair at the time. So I was completely flatlined. I wasn't even doing my oh, own coaching or anything. So I didn't oh, know what to do. I was struggling and I was mentally struggling and I was like, okay, I need to dance. And it was also in that time too, that a lot of dance instructors that I knew were pivoting their businesses and doing more online tutorials. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I, I didn't even that. realize that. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see people doing the videos. I'm probably looking at the wrong areas. People are doing <laughs> entertainment on TikTok. I'm like, yeah. oh, let me try this. Yeah. I've or had a couple goes. completely trained and, and now it's still there. You know, they, you do uh, monthly subscriptions and you can get access to different oh, choreographers, wow. tutorials online and learn them from your home, which Wow. I think it's so cool. Yeah. I could put something else on the plate for right. you know that. Yeah. I Where know. are you taking your classes at now? Uh, Millennium okay. here in Vegas. Yeah. yeah, and I still have a subscription to my old dance mentors site too because I just think it's so amazing. But that was actually what made me transition to online coaching as well because I was so distraught with what was happening during COVID. I didn't know what to do. 
And at the time too, I was my unemployment was getting held up because I was in I was in two states. I had no money. I'm like, how am I going to survive right now? I have yeah. no idea. And I had just recently started um, getting my personal trainer's license. And I was like, okay, well maybe you know my dance teachers are doing this online coaching. What if I kind of dove into some online mentorship? And that was kind of what started it. So it's really ironic that COVID was so awful, but it literally Led started my direction. career. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So when you started that during COVID and you started getting yourself out there and your mentorship, did it happen pretty quickly where people responded and they're yeah. like, really? Holy smokes. It did, you know, because at first it was just nutrition and fitness. Okay. But then I started realizing that a lot of my clients were struggling mentally. One, because I mean, they're stuck at home. They don't know what to do. They don't have a gym. And so I started doing these like weekly um, Monday, like ignition kit. Like, what did I call it? Like. Monday startup videos where I would invite them to Zoom and we'd all get on a Zoom call and we'd kind of go over just self-development stuff, um, just to talk about our struggles. And I would just try to help the girls through them. And I would extend the offer for anybody who wasn't in my programs to jump on the Zoom call for free just to kind of get an idea of what See I did. See if it was for yeah. them. Yeah, and it worked. And I was like, what is happening? How many people are on the Zoom? I don't Up to 20. I mean, yeah. this is I, yeah. this was... For me, that was yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, you were just building yeah. it up. No, yeah. 100%. That's awesome. It was awesome. a lot of it people. Is. And I probably had 10 to 15 girls pretty steady during COVID uh -huh. um, with a, a couple of different tiers of what I had to offer them. But then I, I got nervous back then because I didn't, know what to, I didn't know what direction to take that in or how to make it get bigger. But I just, I just kept going with it. And I realized that a lot of the girls were even coming in more for the mindset stuff than they were the fitness. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, there's something that needs to be done with this long term that my nutritional and fitness coaching needs to also be some mindset mentoring because that's like the secret sauce to achieving everything. Oh, it's yeah. not just following your meal plan because you're not going to follow that if your mind's not right. Yeah, no, that's and, everything. And I speak from experience because yeah, I was suffering at the end too. Of the day. Yeah, yeah, if your mind's messed up, how are you going to get up, go to the gym? You're oh my gosh, you're stuck. You know, that's why gyms stay in business. Was mm -hmm. it like 80% of people never come in and they're mm -hmm. all just paying memberships, correct? That's some, crazy. Some crazy it's right. a crazy yeah. number like that and people just, their head isn't there. They're right. not yeah. going to get up out, off the couch. Like, we don't even have a TV in here. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no joke. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm because I, I know rarely, I'm bad. Yeah. I'm actually bad if the TV's around because of cooking. Oh, let me see what's on. Then you get distracted. distracted. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. A TV in a long time. It's been a while. Yeah. Definitely. We got something in the bedroom for a projector, but I got to put effort into getting that out for yeah. the movie night. Yeah. yeah. That's good, though. It keeps yeah. you from getting distracted. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah. It definitely keeps us off of there. But that's most people, they won't do that. How can I get rid of the TV? Mm -hmm. They're distracted here. Closest yeah. friends around them aren't working out, and they'll yeah. never get in there. And now, people like yourself, have a mentor program out there and you get a group is, is I'm assuming it's mostly female. Mostly. Is there, is there yeah. a man in there as well? I've had some inquiries. The ones trying to pick up dates probably. Exactly. And I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to like put, like put that out there, but yeah. I made it about women because I wanted that to be specifically why I was doing it. Yeah. But I would never turn it down. Same with my podcast. I was like women empowerment, women who've been through this. And then I'm like, I'm starting to realize there's a lot of men who actually have been through the same things. Yeah. And not that I was being sexist or anything, but that I was yeah. just trying to be a girl's girl and this was for females. But then yeah. I realized there's a lot of perspectives that need to be audience. talked about. Oh, yeah. um, and a lot of men have actually come to me and like, you know, I've actually suffered with the same kinds of issues. And I'm like, you know what? It, 
it reminded me that a lot of men don't talk about what they've gone through because they're told to sit, like, you know, bottle up your emotions, be a man, suck it up, don't cry, like, deal with your shit by yourself. And well, that yeah, actually makes it worse. Yeah, yeah, they can't be sensitive with their best friend. They'll yeah. call him a punk. Yeah. Sometimes in a relationship, they'll call him a punk too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's not about that I need to like be soft and like open up like a female, but yeah. I want to provide a space a so we can being. talk about what's really yeah, going. Exactly. Yeah, what, the human experience. Yeah. And um, but with the coaching, I've kind of opened it up to that. I won't coach men in person just because I've. I don't really need to, but if they want to do a program like what I have to offer, I'm more than happy to because I want to help as many people as I possibly can at this point. Yeah, and that's okay. what I feel like my sole mission is. Um, and I feel good about it. So No, definitely. Yeah. You have to go with it in your heart yeah. and what you want to achieve and the audience that you want to hit. 100%. And naturally connecting with females. That's where your heart is. Yeah. And like call it for what it, yeah, there are men that go through, I'm not sensitive. I'm super hard. Just yeah. So you know, full record. <laughs> No, but, um, just but, for the record. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as I, I get that a hundred percent, as far as being that girl's girl at the end of the day and saying, mm -hmm. Hey, I've been through this. Let me help out my girlfriends out there yeah. and help them get to another level. That's super awesome. Yeah. I wanted to provide that, that safe space Yeah, and not be intimidating either. And that's what was my, my main goal was I want people, I want to put myself out there enough where I can be empowering and I can be someone looks up someone that someone looks up to and it's like, wow, she's doing all these things, but I want them to be, I want to be approachable and show them that it isn't, there's a lot of girls on social media that are very intimidating yeah. and you wouldn't want to go to them for advice or you felt, not wouldn't want to, but you felt like you couldn't approach them for advice. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have that. It was until I found my mentor when I was going through my self-development stuff that she was so approachable to me and I was like, I want to pass that down. I hear people talk about that a lot as far as being more approachable. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Like somebody mentioned, you need to smile more. You don't, you're such a nice guy and funny, but you don't smile on camera that often, which uh -huh. I don't. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I yeah. kind of feel weird with it or something, but yeah. you're like, you don't seem approachable. Right. So definitely. <laughs> no, it is, it's important, it yeah. is. So you reach more people and you can yeah. help more people. Because that's what it is at the end of the day. Take away all the cars and fun stuff and money and all that stuff is cool. And we What's live that? in Vegas yeah. and flashy lights. It's great. It's, it's a good time. But at the end of the day, what really is important to me and us, and obviously from what you've stated tonight and everything I've seen, is relationships. It's yeah. about working together, doing things, being around like-minded people. Unfortunately, you can't save everybody out there. Some people just don't want to be yeah. saved. Yeah. You know, they kind of want to just be wanted, but at the end of the day, they're not willing to change. Right. You know? That was a big thing I struggled with growing up. Okay. And even into when I had to do my own inner work was I was such a people pleaser and I was such yeah. a let me save someone else before I save myself kind of person. Yeah. And I'm sure that comes from like, you know, my own background, but I had to understand that concept is you can't save everybody. You wind up in relationships where you get the life sucked out of you because you know you're pushing into something that they don't want to change and you're putting and all not that just effort yeah. yeah it's a lot of energy that you're spending for two people and only half yeah. of you want it we, we went through a leadership transformational course when we first met it was six weeks of oh it was rough it was like in a good way or just it, like, no okay. no it's it's mindset yeah. based. okay it's the synergy. synergy to take you to different levels. There's, there's other ones. There's Landmark out there. Okay, I've heard of that one. Yep. Yeah. So it's similar type of concept, but different, uh, just a different model. Got it. Okay. So went through that and just exactly what you're talking about. 
I didn't realize the love of my mom to death if she ever watches this. <laughs> so, uh, so my mom always is like, take care of people that are needy, put your hand out, let them in line, first, let them in front first, whatever it is. And it put me in position where I was always helping somebody else before helping myself. And through that course, what I'm getting at is it taught me is it's not a selfish thing to take care of you. Mm -hmm. The number one relationship you have is the one you have with yourself. You need to take care of that one first. Yeah. Because you can't help people yeah. if you're not 100% here. Because if you're not 100%, you're not leading anybody. Yeah. Or down a bad road. Yes. You know, 100%. So it's just take care of you, then move on to the next. If they want help, if they're mm -hmm. worthy of help, if they're not gonna tear you down at yeah. that time, then you go ahead and you help them and you help them. And it's all about those relationships right. at the end of the yeah. day. And helping people got to the same place you did or further mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. That's what's really important yeah. out there. And that energy elevates everybody. At the oh, same it does, time. 100%. Mm -hmm. You can feel it when you go into a room. You can go in and it's a group of people and you're like, oh, the vibe's not good. People say vibe most of the time, but it's the energy in there right yeah. or wrong. Yeah. You're like, you know, let me get out of here. This is kind of Yeah, you weird. know it deep down. You can yeah. really feel that kind of stuff. Like the event we did on Saturday, for example, the energy there was phenomenal. Yep. Yeah, really I mean, event. it was a great event. A lot of solid people there. It was awesome. Everybody yeah. was having a good time. It was just super cool. The guy had screwed up, not bringing speakers. Didn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, you just make it work. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. You know but what I mean? You know how quickly like bad attitudes can spoil something like that. Yeah. If that, like, say it was the opposite way around, and yeah. it was like negative and just like pessimistic, it would you could feel that as well. Oh yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's super important. That's why we always say like put your own oxygen mask on first, kind of thing. If you yeah, everyone's 100%. taking care of themselves first, they're gonna take better care of people around them. They're gonna show up better. And then you wind up having events like that with all of those kinds of people winding up in the same environment. And it's just, it's a vibe yeah. for sure. It definitely is super solid. Yeah. So what do you have working on going into the, uh, into the new year? We're right around the corner from 2022. Crazy. I know you have any <laughs> uh, competition in about a year from now, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. But what, are, what big accomplishments are you looking to make? I'm really looking to push my podcast more. Okay. Um, what started off as like a baby project to heal myself and to just kind of get my voice out there and find a way for me to start using my voice. And that was the thing that I felt like, felt like I was being held back from. Like I felt like I wasn't able to actually be my own person and speak up and speak my truth. I started just speaking on a podcast at my own home. I have a little podcast, little setup myself. And well, this I've seen the video. You can't tell. It looks yeah, like a totally well, legit studio. That was that's the legit studio. But okay. before that, oh, okay. it was not. Yeah, <laughs> it I was, was not. Yeah. yeah, no, that's the legit studio that I wound up finding out of you know the universe providing. Like this is sticky paws, right? Sticky paws. Yeah, yeah. they're amazing. Amazing people have it. Um, but before that, it wasn't like that. And so I just kept having people believe in me and push me. And that was another reason. I'm like, I think I'm doing the right thing. So I really want to keep pushing and getting that out there and connect with more people. Um, like I said earlier, bring some like men on there, start expanding it a little bit now too, to not just talk about self-development, but just kind of like find little branches to kind of go off of. Yeah. Um, I've had quite an array of people show up on the show already from all kinds of walks of lives. And I just, I just can't wait to see where that continues to grow. Um, but that and the competition and to really kind of take my online mentorship another step further, I'd really like to start hosting retreats at some point. But that's, that's like, 
I don't want to say that's the end goal, but that's kind of like down the pipeline where I see it going. Well, I'm sure based yeah. off what you said so far, anytime you put your mind to something, it just pops I know I up. can. Yeah, 100%. I know I can. These things. Yeah, um, I guarantee it's, it's just you making the decision. And once you make mm -hmm. that decision, it'll, it'll come around. It's crazy what can happen when you really put your mind to yeah. something. And I, people told me that all the time. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But when I started really speaking things into existence, it might not happen that moment, but it always happens. Yeah. I even shock myself sometimes. I'm like... How did this happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's, it's the power crazy. of positive thinking and really thinking that there's no back door. Like you go and you do the thing that you said you said you wanted to do, and you don't take no for an answer, and you just relentlessly work towards it, and eventually it'll show up for you. Tie that with being a good person, being authentic, and doing the right thing, and being good to people. You're gonna, yeah. you're going to get what you want. Yeah. It's yeah. just a matter of time, but you have to be following all those like. No, it is. You take the Michael Jordans, the Steve Jobs, I, I'm, the list goes on. There's nothing different that they were born with. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it just, they made a decision. They were going to go all in a hundred percent and they continue with that mindset and adding consistency in there. Cause I think that's the number one failure mm -hmm. for most people is just don't stay yeah. consistent. That was my issue. Yeah. It's hard. It's even hard to say it out loud, but I know okay. it's my issue. When I find myself following, find that, man, I, I find it hard to believe. But go right ahead. <laughs> I have my I mean, moments. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely. Nobody's have my perfect. Yeah, and they're not. It's not the consistency isn't consistent either. Where I don't have this like mentality that I'm like, oh, I got a little lazy. It always like picks back up. But I'm hard on myself during those times. So I'm like, why can't I like get it together? But these are the, the my own issues that I battle: having imposter syndrome, thinking like. The who am I to be doing this kind of attitude? But I, what I've noticed is I only slip back into those mentalities when I'm hanging out with the wrong people or I'm getting distracted or I'm like looking for, um, not looking for distractions, but just like, yeah, getting distracted, winding up in places I don't need to be, you know, staying out too late when I don't need to be staying out and not staying on my routine. That's when those negative things start creeping back. But when I'm like in my flow and around good people and pushing, I'm never feeling like that. And my consistency See, level is, is, um, is prime. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, getting a routine and sticking to it for me, at least that's yeah. the secret. Everybody has to figure it out. What works for mm -hmm. them. Definitely. Yeah. So as far as how can you, you said quite a bit tonight, we've talked about quite a bit. You have mentorship. I don't think you're doing any here out here in Vegas. I no. am. You <laughs> are really okay. I am. You yeah. are. Yeah, I am right. doing hair. Um, I don't do it full time. Okay. I have access to kind of do it when I would like to. The salon I work at has a really cool system for stylists who don't have a full book of clientele where I can book out a certain amount of days per month. Yeah. So I work a few days per month in a salon out here. What salon is it? It's at Look Style Society in Town okay. Square. Yeah. And there's also one in Summerlin. Yeah. But um, yeah, they have a really cool program called Hot Seats where we can just kind of, we can, I can go on the app and rent a chair by the day. Oh, that's awesome. So that allows me to Do you work with Pam? Pam works over there. There's so many. That's so long. Yeah. So yeah. it's two stores. Like it's like literally. I know of it yeah. because of her working. I've never yeah. walked in. It's yeah. that big. Really, it's gigantic. Really, yeah. I know. and because they have a lot of stylists who are like myself who come in and out. It's not a lot of the same people there all the time. So there's probably people there I have never even met yet. Even though I've oh never really? Met. really? Yeah, yeah, but I would say I've I've finally gotten to a place where I put hair second and fitness and coaching first, and I've I flip flopped them. Yeah. So I know I'm kind of like on the direction. I don't think I would ever fully give it up. Uh, I'd never say never, but well, you enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah. I en especially I enjoy it now that I'm not burnt out. Yeah. And I'm 
putting my passion on something. You're having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> that's something else as far as come on in right here in Vegas. Whether you want to get your workout done, your I got hair, <laughs> I'm sure uh, even some dance lessons on the way outside the door, the way it sounds. So if people want to reach out to you, get in touch with you for any of your services uh, on your mentor program mm -hmm. or even jumping on your podcast, will be the best way for them to contact you? Best way would be through Instagram or email. The Instagram is at Christina.Lauren and there's also at FearlessAF the podcast. That's the podcast page, obviously. What and is, is that what your podcast is called? Mm -hmm. Fearless as fuck. Fearless AF. <laughs> Very nice. And then you can also email me at ChristinaLauren at gmail.com. Perfect. You heard it, folks. I was shaking it up with the sharks. Christina, thank you for thank coming thank on. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. You got it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Shaking it up with the sharks. Starring Johnny Richardson and Katie Meadows.